Welcome to Naturally Happy, the radio show and podcast. I'm Dr. Vidya Reddy. Are you ready to ignite your life? Because it's time to foster your happiness, your relationships, and your health. If you want to live with more passion, experience more freedom, and of course have so much fun, you're in the right place. So close your eyes, open your ears and your heart and join me on your journey to living happy naturally. Hello my friends and welcome back to the Naturally Happy Podcast. I'm Dr. Vidya Reddy. I'm so excited to have all of you here. And if you're passionate about your personal and spiritual growth and finding happiness and joy and have access to education, tools, resources, and a community that can help you do better, then listen very closely. I've got a secret for you. You don't have to struggle for years to live a purposeful, happy life. The way to transform your life into the life of your dreams is finding clarity, focus, and taking intentional actions. I look forward to helping you becoming more passionate and driven about finding your purpose and happiness and joy. Get ready to step into your greatness and genius and finally see the results that you deserve. If you're ready to be the best version of yourself, I am absolutely delighted to be on this journey with you. In today's episode, I'd like to share some insights and learnings on the subject that I've had an unending love affair all throughout my life, gratitude. Before I get into the philosophy of gratitude and why I think gratitude in fact is not something that you do, but why I think it is actually medicine, I like to first start this episode by sharing a beautiful exercise that I practice every day. I would also like to share a 10-minute guided meditation on gratitude at the end of this episode. So, first, I'd like to take you through a very simple exercise which you can do every morning when you wake up. I call it the Lotus of Unfolding of Gratitude. The lotus is a spiritual symbol in Eastern and Western religions. It grows from the bottom of streams and muddy ponds to rise above the water and bloom. It symbolically represents being fully grounded in earth, yet aspiring towards the divine. At night, the lotus flower closes and shrinks below the water, just to resurface again untouched the next day. The lotus flower is an iconic symbol of beauty because it lies in the muddy waters, yet remains unsoiled. The lotus flower is actually an Asian water lily, so the connection can be made between Eastern Buddha sitting on a lotus flower and the white lily common throughout Christianity. The white lily is a symbol of purity associated with Christ and also the Virgin Mary. In both Eastern and Western religions, this flower represents spiritual unfoldment and self-realization. The Indian lotus flower symbolizes enlightenment, divinity, fertility, wealth, and knowledge. So, as many of you know, a lotus flower grows out of the mud. The quality of the lotus is that when the sun shines on it and it starts to slowly blossom, and each time it opens, it reveals another inner layer, even more delicate, even more beautiful. Each layer is more beautiful than the next. 
So in this practice, when you wake in the morning, you sit in bed, you put your 10 fingertips together close to your heart, and what you'll do is you'll start thinking of what's beautiful, all that's supporting you in your life. It could be people, it could be situations, it could be qualities, it could be learnings, it could be anything. Each time you think of something, you'll open one of your fingers, like the layers of petals. You'll slowly, inwardly say, I am so thankful. Then think of something else. Pop open your second finger and say inwardly, I am so thankful. Like this, petal after petal after petal. And now go on to the other hand and you open all 10 fingers. Bring both of your hands to your heart and feel truly blessed. Feel like the luckiest, the most supported, the most loved person in the world, most fortunate being in the world, like you are a favorite child of the universe, and feel truly like you're sitting right in the middle of a big, fragrant lotus. Your whole life is like a lotus field of gratitude. Sit with your eyes closed for a few seconds. And now, open your eyes. It's a simple practice that we can start our day with. And we can even end our day with this practice. And in this way, what we focus on expands. Start your day with focus on what's right. Start with celebrations of what's right in your life. Then you'll start finding that throughout your body, you see more, you notice more, you enjoy more, you appreciate more. Simple blessings that are already there. So try this simple practice of the Lotus of Gratitude. May you make today and every day more beautiful and more grateful. Now, let's go on. I don't want to talk about just gratitude, but to look at gratitude as medicine. This is a topic that's close to my heart as a trained naturopathic doctor. So let's get started. First, let's look at what is gratitude. I'd like to say it's a recognition that, that there's goodness in our lives, gifts or benefits that we enjoy and which we might often take for granted. This goodness is often due to the actions of another person. When you're grateful, we recognize the intention and effort that went into those actions on our behalf and the benefits that it gave us. So how can gratitude help us? Over the past two decades, studies have consistently identified strong benefits of gratitude for our minds, bodies, and relationships. Gratefulness increases happiness and life satisfaction. Grateful people are more resilient to stress. Grateful people get along better with others. Grateful people are less depressed. Grateful people achieve more. Grateful people are more helpful and generous. And gratitude motivates. It motivates people to make positive changes in their lives and in the world around them through feelings of connectedness. It rewards us with strong network of support and encouragement leading us to feel that we're capable of tackling big challenges. Gratitude motivates, 
helps alleviate people. It helps us feel inspired and uplifted, motivating us to become healthier and more generous people and better and more productive workers. Gratitude motivates, helps people with humility. Expressing gratitude forces us to recognize that our successes are due, at least in part, to the action of others. Gratitude motivates and helps us to feel indebtedness. It encourages us to recognize and reciprocate the good that others have given us, thus ridding ourselves of the psychological debts we tend to carry. I like to say that gratitude is good medicine. Practicing gratitude boasts emotional and physical well-being. Starting a gratitude practice doesn't need to be complicated. In fact, it can be as easy as listing what you're grateful for at the beginning or end of each day. A growing body of research is confirming that an ounce of gratitude is worth a pound of cure. The practice of gratitude can have dramatic and lasting effects in a person's life and have positive effects on health. It can lower blood pressure, improve immune function, and facilitate more efficient sleep. Gratitude reduces life risk of depression, anxiety, and substance abuse disorders and have been found as a key resiliency factor in the prevention of even suicide. Practicing gratitude also affects behavior. Studies have shown that grateful people engage in more gratitude exercise, have better, more healthy diets, are less likely to smoke and abuse alcohol, factors that translate into a healthier and happier life. I assert that absolutely that gratitude works. I believe gratitude works because it allows individuals to celebrate the present and you can be an active participant in our own lives by valuing and appreciating friends and appreciating our own self and situations and circumstances. It focuses the mind on what an individual already has rather than something that is absent and is needed. Of course, a person's mindset also affects the body's biochemistry, especially factors related to heart disease. Gratitude blocks toxic emotions, such as envy, resentment, regret, and depression, which can destroy our happiness. I argue that it's actually impossible to feel envious and grateful at the same time. I truly believe a successful gratitude practice starts with recognizing what you're grateful for, acknowledging it and appreciating it. I'm a huge proponent of establishing a daily journaling practice to remember our gifts, our grace, benefits, and things enjoyed. Setting aside time on a daily basis to recall moments of gratitude associated with ordinary events, your personal attributes, or valued people in your life gives you the potential to interweave a substantial life theme of gratefulness. So, let's take a closer look at what does it mean to be grateful. Gratitude is saying thank you, but it's so much more than a thank you to a friend for a favor or a gift. Gratitude is saying thanks for everything that is important to you and good in your life. You are thankful for a gift, but you're also thankful to watch a sunset, do well at a sport, or to be alive. You see your life and your experiences as a gift. 
gratitude is linked to well-being. One group of three studies suggests that people who practice gratitude appear to be more optimistic, pleased with their lives, and connected to others when compared to those who reflect on daily hassles or on everyday events. Another study suggests that gratitude in teens is linked to feeling good about life, being optimistic, and having a good social network. You might also find that gratitude may help decrease anger. If you find yourself thinking about how someone has wronged you, shift your attention to someone else who has been there to support you. I promise that feeling of anger will soon dissipate. Gratitude may also be linked to resilience, which is having an inner strength that helps you bounce back after stressful situations. The traits which I just mentioned above, such as, optimism, such as optimism and connection with others, are often found in people who are resilient. If you don't already have a daily gratitude practice, you might be wondering, how can I practice gratitude more in my life? To practice gratitude, you say thanks and you appreciate what's important to you. Spend a few minutes at the end of each day and think about or even write down what you're grateful for that day. Think about the people, events, or experiences that have had positive impact on you. Call or text someone just to say thanks. Write thank you notes as well as saying thank you when you receive gifts or favors. Or write a letter of gratitude and appreciation to someone. And you don't even have to mail it. Just the effects of writing the letter have a spiritual and physiological effects on your well-being. Write a letter to the editor of your local newspaper about something a stranger did for you, or just say thank you to people you don't even know, such as waving when a person lets your car cut in during a heavy traffic. When feeling burdened by your health, give thanks for the abilities you still have. Start a family ritual of gratitude, such as giving thanks before a meal. Find a creative way to give thanks. For example, plant a garden of gratitude or take pictures of something you're grateful for. If you still need proof that gratitude works, here's the research that I call the science of gratitude. Keeping a gratitude diary for two weeks produced sustained reductions in perceived stress and depression in clinical studies. Gratitude is related to lowering levels of stress hormones of cortisol. Practicing gratitude exercises such as counting your blessings and gratitude letter writing reduce the risk of depression in at-risk patients by almost 50% over a six-month period. Dietary fat intake is reduced by as much as 25% when people are keeping a gratitude journal. Writing a letter of gratitude reduced the feelings of hopelessness in 88% of suicidal patients and increased the levels of optimism in 94% of them. Gratitude is said to be related to improvement in sleep quality in patients with chronic pain. There is mounting evidence that giving thanks can make you happier. The word gratitude is derived from the Latin word gratia, which means grace, graciousness, or gratefulness, depending on the context. In some ways, gratitude encompasses all of these meanings. 
Gratitude is a thankful appreciation for what an individual receives, whether tangible or intangible. With gratitude, people acknowledge the goodness in their lives. In the process, people usually recognize that the source of that goodness lies at least partially outside of themselves. As a result, gratitude also helps people connect to something greater than themselves as individuals, whether to other people, nature, or a higher power. In positive psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Gratitude helps people feel more positive emotion, relish good experiences, improve their health, deal with adversity, and build strong relationships. People feel and express gratitude in multiple ways. They can apply it to the past, retrieving in memories and being thankful for elements of their childhood or past blessings. One of my favorite ways of looking at gratitude is through the lens of Ayurveda. So some of you might be asking, what the heck is Ayurveda? Here's what it is in a nutshell. Thousands of years before modern science provided scientific evidence of the mind-body connection, the sages in India developed Ayurveda, which continues till to this day to be one of the world's most sophisticated and powerful mind-body health systems. More than a mere system of treating illness, Ayurveda is the science of life. Ayuru equals life, Veda equals science or knowledge. It offers a body of wisdom designed to help people stay vibrant and healthy while still realizing their full human potential. Two main guiding principles of Ayurveda. Number one, the mind and the body are inextricably connected. Number two, nothing has more power to heal and transform the body than the mind. Freedom from illness depends upon expanding our own awareness bringing it into balance and then extending that balance to the body. This process isn't as complicated as it might sound. So let's get back to gratitude, but from an Ayurvedic perspective. Opposites as medicine. One of my favorite aspects of Ayurveda is the idea that everything can be medicine. If every substance and every experience has a qualitative nature, and if opposite qualities balance one another, then even something like the experience of gratitude can be curative. Its therapeutic value determined simply by its qualitative nature. So recently, I got curious about exploring gratitude from this perspective. So far, this is what I've observed. The qualities of gratitude according to Ayurveda. Gratitude swells from and lightens the heart but it also requires a certain presence, which I believe it gives a particularly slow, grounding quality. To me, the experience of being grateful feels clarifying, calming, warm, nourishing, soft, and smooth. It also has a distinctly spreading, subtle nature, meaning that it easily penetrates where denser energies may not. From an Ayurvedic perspective, this qualitative profile would make gratitude an appropriate antidote to any substance or experience that is especially heavy, sharp, cloudy, aggravating, cool, depleting, hard, 
rough, stagnant, or physically tangible. And in fact, gratitude has been shown to lower blood pressure, slow the heart rate, support in healing trauma, and even help to improve coronary heart disease. Gratitude is also highly sattvic. It vibrates at a high frequency, fostering a sense of meaning, connection, and expansive consciousness. As such, it is the energetic opposite of most any lower vibrational emotions you can imagine. Stress, overwhelm, sadness, frustration, anger, aggression, envy, judgment, impatience, intolerance, fear, attachment, self-pity, loneliness, stubbornness, and even boredom. Of course, one can argue that love is an effective opposite to all of these experiences as well. And it is. But in my experience, assessing unconditional love when you're overwhelmed by the intense or challenging emotion can be quite difficult. I have found that gratitude to be unique in that it readily serves as a bridge from one state of being to another. Let me explain what I mean by this. I call this the alchemy of gratitude. As a pitta-dominant person, I can be a bit short-tempered, especially with my immediate family. And when I'm mad, choosing to embody more love usually feels next to impossible. But somehow, even in the most frustrated states, I can generally find something to be grateful for, however insignificant it may seem at the time. And if I focus my attention on that feeling, allow it to grow and spread, as gratitude is apt to do. Pretty soon, my energy softens, my perspective broadens, I can much more easily make a conscious choice about how best to move forward. Even more significantly, this practice doesn't require that I ignore or suppress the anger. Instead, I'm invited to allow my emotions to express in far healthier ways. This approach has also helped me move through and rise above the feelings of discouragement, overwhelm, and sadness. In my view, there is no question that gratitude can have an immediate and measurable effect on our physical and emotional health, but its impact extends even further. I call this the magnetism of gratitude. Cultivating gratitude also serves to naturally attract more of what we love into our lives, which I find truly remarkable. I often say that prana follows focus, meaning that our life force energy lines up exactly behind those feelings that we're focused on at any given moment. When we're in the habit of feeling grateful and intently focused upon it as a practice, our life force energy gathers around and gives buoyancy to the very things that we're most aligned with, which naturally magnetizes more of the same towards us. This is the essence of the law of attraction. Prana follows focus. I, for one, would much prefer that my life force energy serve and perpetuate gratitude over thankfulness, appreciation over resentment, abundance over scarcity. And I truly have witnessed the tide turn in my own life as I've shifted my focus from one of those things to the other. 
It is also important to acknowledge that our ability to radiate gratitude expands in proportion to our experience of suffering. It is much easier to be grateful for something if we can sincerely convince of its absence. In other words, the more direct our experience of loss and pain, the more we can appreciate the true value of the things we are most thankful for. In this way, I believe that our struggles are actually capacity-building events that leave us more capable of feeling gratitude and sharing it with others. It doesn't really matter how you practice. The point is to practice in whatever ways you feel most authentic to you, and in doing so, to explore the power of practicing gratitude in your own life. There are most likely an infinite number of teachings each of us could be grateful for. It is simply a matter of choosing to direct our attention toward any of them. I invite you to find a way to focus intently on those things in your life that bring you the most joy, the most inspiration, the most nourishment in the body, mind, and spirit, and consciously cultivate gratitude for all that there is to be grateful for. There is little doubt that this short, uplifting, connective energy is needed on the planet, more now than ever, and practicing gratitude may just change your life for the better. Before I leave you, I would love to share this beautiful guided meditation which I developed on my spiritual path almost 20 years ago. It's a guided practice to promote resilience by using imagery of heart-centered gratitude. Gratitude practice can be used to promote a positive mood, hope, and resilience. As we experience positive emotions such as gratitude, loving-kindness, and compassion, our awareness broadens and our creativity and problem-solving capacities blossom, and we become more effective in whatever we choose to do. To begin, find a safe place, a quiet place where you know you will not be disturbed. Please do not listen to this recording or any guided meditation on the Naturally Happy podcast while you are driving. I will keep track of time for you and ring a gentle time when time has elapsed. Sit upright in a comfortable, stable position where you feel fully supported and your back, neck and head are straight. Or lay down on your back in a comfortable place with support under your knees Make sure you'll be warm enough. You might want to get a sweater or a blanket if the room is cool. Loosen any restrictive clothing that could prevent you from breathing comfortably. Allow your eyes to gently close or maintain a soft focus, gazing 6 to 12 feet in front of you. Take a slow, deep breath to bring yourself to the present moment and begin the process of feeling more peaceful and centered. Breathe into the belly so it expands as you breathe in 
smaller as you breathe out. Now take a minute or two to mentally scan your body for any areas where there is tightness, tension, or soreness, and breathe your warm, oxygen-filled breath into that area. And as you breathe out, let the tension release, breathing it out. Now, notice any worries, fear, anger, irritation, jealousy, or judgment. Just breathe into those emotions, noting them and allowing them to flow out as you breathe out. Another breath into any uncomfortable emotion and breathing out, releasing them. Any thoughts of memories, plans, associations, anything other than Just breathe into those thoughts and as you breathe out, allow the thoughts to flow out with the breath. Now that our bodies, emotions and thoughts are a little clearer, a bit more spacious and open and we can begin focus on events, experiences, people, pets, or possessions for which you feel grateful. First, recall that if you are listening to this recording, you already have several marvelous gifts. The gift of life itself, the most precious gift, Someone gave birth to you. Someone fed you as an infant, changed your diaper, clothed you, bathed you, taught you to speak and to understand. You have the gift of hearing so you can hear and learn whether it's the song of a bird, the notes of a band or orchestra, the songs of singing and voices, the sound of your own breath flowing in and flowing out. You also have the gift of a heartbeat, steady, regular, moment after moment, pumping fresh, life-giving blood to your organs. Now, consider the people and your pets you know who enrich your life, those who smile at you and cheer you on, those family, friends, acquaintances, colleagues, and peers, those ancestors who worked so hard you could live well, those friends who support you when you need a shoulder 
take a moment to reflect on your own reasons for feeling grateful in this moment. There is so much to feel grateful for in this moment now. Gratitude fills our hearts and minds, uplifting your spirit. When you finish, you can notice the feeling of your body and breath in its place. Rest quietly for several minutes, noticing how you feel throughout your body, emotions and thoughts compared with before you started. No judging, just noticing. Gently stretch your hands and arms, feet and legs. If you choose to stand, do so slowly. With practice, you can find yourself feeling grateful easily wherever you are. You may choose to keep a journal noting three to five things each day for which you feel particularly grateful. You can draw on the strength of this gratitude whenever you wish. Thank you for practicing this guided heart-centered meditation to promote a sense of gratitude. With great love and respect, I hope that this episode is real, authentic, and valuable. I've touched on a lot of points, and I'd love to keep this conversation going. So if this episode has been true to you, if it's inspired you, and if it's given you great information, which I hope that it did, if that feels right to you, please help me. Help me get these messages out there. This podcast is listened to by many people every week, but I know I can do a lot better, but I cannot do it alone. It's just me and a very, very small team. So I need your help and I'm asking you for your help. I'd love and appreciate if in the next 60 minutes that you share this episode with at least three friends. Just do this, please. So together the world shifts from misery and turmoil to love, abundance, happiness, and joy. The world shifts from busyness to productivity. You can either change the world or you can make excuses, but you cannot do both. So please share this episode with three people over the next 16 minutes so that we can get the messaging out there. So we plant the seeds, so we help more people. We help more people have more freedom, have more happiness and joy. And that's not the fake happiness, but the real, authentic, genuine happiness that lives in the seed of their hearts. And if you have any questions, please email me at vidya, V-I-D-Y-A, at naturally-happy.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at dr.guru.vidya. In peace, love, and gratitude. Till next time.